0: folks, what is going on? We've been hanging out here for a second. Can you see me? Can you feel me? Can you can you feel the energy in the vibe here? I had a little bit of a technical issue there. I hope you guys didn't have too big of an issue hanging out. So, let's go ahead and uh, and kick this off. I'm real excited to get a chance to talk to you guys about this. Today we're going to be talking about the Dubai CrossFit Championships. We're going to be talking about Something that I think is um, exclusive news, and by I think is exclusive news, I'm going to say it absolutely is exclusive news. Um, the fact of the matter is, I got a phone call from the event organizers in uh, uh, from Dubai, and they wanted me to share with you guys what changes are going to be coming to the 2020 Dubai CrossFit Championships and man, I'm telling you right now, they are pretty, pretty radical changes. Welcome everybody to the show. Thank you for hanging out. Sorry for that little uh, kerfuffle of just black screen of nothing for a second there, um, but here we are. We're getting after it, and we're talking. We're talking about it. So I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. Let me just go ahead and set up this split screen so you guys know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about it, and uh, and we can get straight into the action. So the fact is, Dubai has been around for uh, nine years. This is going to be the ninth year that we're seeing the Dubai CrossFit Championships. And it was the very first sanctioned event that got announced. Uh, It has done really well to keep itself as a strong sanctional. um, And it has, in my opinion, done a really good job. Let's make me a little bit smaller here. It has, in my opinion, done a really good job of setting itself apart from a lot of the other sanctionals. One of the biggest things that it does differently from many of the other sanctionals is the fact that it has a gigantic paycheck for the athletes. Every single athlete that shows up gets paid in some way or another, even though... You know, we start seeing the money flow down further and further down the leaderboards of a lot of different events. Like we saw at Wadapalooza, they did a great job of paying all the way through 10th place at many of these different competitions. That just is not the case. So when the event that has the biggest prize pool outside of the CrossFit Games is paying every single athlete that shows up, all 20 athletes on the men's and the women's side that show up, that, that's a big deal. Now this year, there's going to be some changes. We're going to get to the prize pool, it's going to be the last thing we talk about, but there are some radical radical changes to how they're going to be running their event versus what they've done in the past. First off, the event is going to be 4 days, December 6th, and then they're going to take a big break and come back 10th, 11th, and 12th. Now, that is a Sunday, and then they come back Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, that is um yeah, that's big. That's a that's a really radical change in and of itself the second thing you're going to notice here if you're looking at the screen is that they have 20 female spots 20 male spots and no teams teams are gone folks i asked them specifically about this i kind of pushed them a little bit ask about why do we have a, a lack of the team competition at the 2020 uh dubai crossfit championship for them it is you know uh, a sign of 2019 we had rich froning programming for the teams 2018 was the first time we threw in the team competition because it was a sanction event suddenly and they want to end on a high note they they did a really good job in 2019 they're happy with how it went and they want to go in a really different direction with the way that the competition is run coming into 2020. And you'll see really quickly why it needs to be an individual-only competition once we get to the actual style of the workouts, because that is changing a lot. But before we get anywhere, remember, folks, always sponsored by water. And it might say nagi on here, as in egg nagi, but this is, in fact, water. the The little cow has a Christmas hat on, has a Santa hat on. This is another one of my wife's wonderful milk jugs. That she has kept for for God knows how long. Yeah, I probably should have rinsed that out before putting drinking water in it. Oh yeah, I think that's how uh, I think that's how coronavirus got started, everybody. But I'm okay. We're okay. We're gonna move on. Um, another thing to look at here: eleven scored events. There will be a cut after the tenth event. So essentially, the entire field is gonna do ten events. They're going to take a cut, and then only the top of uh, athletes. They didn't tell me exactly where the cut's going to be, but my guess is it's going to cut down to one heat, maybe two heats. So it's going to be real small. Um, And the final is going to be just those top athletes. Now here's where things get really, really different, very different from almost almost any crossfit event that we have ever seen in the past. Each event will be testing just one single discipline each event will be testing just one single discipline what does that look like this here are the event types and disciplines direct from DCC this is what they are using as their model the disciplines that they have listed here are biking kettlebells running swimming rowing gymnastics, powerlifting, weightlifting, strongman, and CrossFit. This is direct from DCC themselves. So here, let's let's recap. No team competition. Only 20 individuals in each division. 20 men, 20 women. There are going to be 11 scored events. Each of those scored events is going to be its own discipline, its own individual discipline. After 10 of those events, they're going to cut to one event, and then they're going to have that as the final event. So these are the disciplines that they're going to be testing. Biking, kettlebells, running, swimming, rowing, gymnastics, powerlifting, weightlifting, strongman, and finally CrossFit. You know, Functional fitness, high intensity, constantly varied. That's going to be your mishmash chipper or triplet or couplet or maybe like three different things or four different things that you have to do back to back to back. But either way, this is a really interesting and just have I said radically different because it really is a radically different way of testing in CrossFit. If you look at these disciplines here, um, biking, running, swimming, rowing, those are all monostructural cardio-ish. But you can test a lot of different uh, energy systems. You can test many different pathways. You can test you know short aggressive you know power output. ATP style like who can just peak super high, super fast. You can test long slow endurance. You can test something in the middle, something glycolytic. It it really lends itself to many different time domains, many different pathways here. Kettlebells, powerlifting, weightlifting, strongman, those are our weightlifting movements. Those are our external weight is being moved by our power engine. And you know, it's interesting to me that they've split out things like kettlebell and strongman. That's a that's a really interesting way of pulling things apart if you ask me. The biggest question mark here to me is gymnastics. Gymnastics is such a broad a broad spectrum of things. A sit up and a push up in the CrossFit world count as gymnastics because it's your body that you're moving. You know, a legless rope climb, a strict freestanding handstand push-ups. L sits. Those are also gymnastics in the CrossFit world. What does that mean? How are they going to test gymnastics? I don't know. Each one of these things is going to feel very different. It's going to look really different. And I'll give you an example of what this could look like uh, in a second. But first, I want to keep going through the the changes. So, again, recap: eleven total events. There's a cut after the tenth event. Each of those events is going to be its own individual discipline. These are the disciplines that we're looking at that they're going to be testing. On top of that, no team competition, just individuals, 20 men, 20 women. Let's get to that prize pool, $700,000. Every single finalist's flight, hotel, and food for the entire trip is going to be completely covered. Basically, if you qualify for Dubai... If you qualify for Dubai, you are going to get flown there from wherever in the world you are. You are going to get put up in the hotel for the duration of the event, plus or minus a day on each side so that you're not just showing up the day of the event, obviously, and you will be fed the entire time. Holy cow, that is redonkulous. That is bananas. That is next level. That's crazy talk. That is crazy talk. For the athletes, by the way, who previously would qualify and get $1,000 or $1,500, and that might cover their flights or it might cover their lodging, but it definitely wouldn't cover all of the logistical expenses involved in getting there. Having your entire situation covered from wherever you are, a flight from wherever you are in the world that you qualified. Your hotel in the most expensive city in the world and all of your food for the entirety of your trip. Yeah, that's that makes it a pretty solid argument that you should go if you make it. What does it look like for the actual money, cash money that's being handed out? Well, per event, 10 grand for first place grand for second place 2,500 for third place now the details that I was given here is that those are for the first 10 events the overall finals the overall standings hundred thousand dollars for first place 50 grand for second place 25 grand for third place do you think that the athletes who are trying to be professional crossfitters are going to show up for this event um let's see yes yes of course it's a no-brainer of course they're going to show up to this event Because if they do well at one single discipline, they're going to make more money than they would winning almost any other sanctioned event in the entire circuit. Wrap your brain around that. 10 grand for one win. That's crazy. That is crazy. Are you really good with kettlebells? maybe you should try and make it to Dubai in 2020. Are you great at rowing or running or weightlifting or a strongman type event? Maybe you should try and make it to Dubai in 2020 because you could win 10 grand and have an all expenses paid trip to the most expensive place in the world, basically. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a pretty hard sell. It's a really hard sell. I don't know how many people are going to take it up on that. So what we're looking at here is a dramatic change in structure of a competitive event. And I I talked a little bit about it's almost entirely unique. And when I say it's almost entirely unique, unique, what I mean is that it is 99.9999% completely unique in its execution of putting together an event that exists solely through individual event and discipline modalities being tested almost like a decathlon um, or almost like a heptathlon right It's a bunch of individual events they all kind of sort of have to do with one another in that they're all track events or field events or a combination of therein and you get to see who does the best across all of them so it it shares a little bit of DNA with decathlon right It also shares a little bit of DNA and this might be hard to believe with the crossFit games. So what do I mean by it shares a little bit of DNA with the CrossFit Games? If you recall, the 2018 CrossFit Games, I'm going to be throwing some numbers on the screen right now, folks. The 2018 CrossFit Games started off with what might be the single toughest day of competition that they have ever done. It was four scored events. The crit race, which was a bicycle race ranging anywhere from 18 to 25 minutes, let's say. 30 muscle-ups per time. So we so far have a biking event, mono- monostructural biking event, um, glycolytic pathway, a little bit of a longer duration, but not the longest duration we've ever seen. Uh, then we have 30 muscle-ups for time, gymnastics, uh, muscle endurance, very cross very different from anything that we'd see in like a traditional... Gymnastics competition, very, very much a staple in the CrossFit space. Short, aggressive, tests a lot of things that are specific to CrossFitters. The CrossFit total, one rep max in your back squat, your strict press, and your deadlift. Very, very fast, explosive, powerful movements, testing out your ability to move weight, right? So far, we have monostructural in like a medium to longish for CrossFitters. We have gymnastics, quick sprint, aggressive muscle endurance. Then we have your ability to move incredibly high loads. And then the marathon row, super oxidative, very long, very aerobic, very aggressive. What are we looking at here? Guess what? I'm I have this uh labeled as my cortathlon, right? So I grabbed all of these scores off of the uh the CrossFit Games leaderboard from 2018. This is essentially a smaller version of what DCC is talking about doing in 2020. So I get a phone call from the organizers at Dubai CrossFit Championship, and they're like, you know what? You better sit down. I've got some news for you. We're changing the game. We're completely changing the way that we're testing the athletes. We're completely changing the way that we're approaching this model of being a CrossFit event, of testing CrossFitters. We're going to have individual events, each one of them is going to be its own discipline. We're going to pay out big bucks for every single one of these wins. At the end of it, we're going to cut down and do a big old crossfit event to figure out who the best of the best of the best are to send to the CrossFit Games. And by the way, we're going to cut them big checks. And I was like, wow, I'm glad that I sat down because that's pretty, that's pretty wild. That's a big, big change going in a very, very different direction than anything we've seen before. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? this sounds really familiar. This sounds very familiar. Where have I seen this before? And there it was, day one of the 2018 CrossFit Games. We got the crit race. We got 30 muscle-ups for time. We got the CrossFit total. We got a marathon row. That is essentially what DCC is describing here. That's what Dubai is talking about. They're just taking it and expanding it. Instead of being four events, we're talking about 10 events. Now you might be asking yourself Armin or well, if your name isn't Armin, you'll be asking yourself myself, what is up with all this stuff on the screen that we're looking at here? So here's what we're looking at and I'll see if I can make this, uh, the, you know, easiest to understand. Hopefully you guys can read this. Is there a way for me to zoom in zoom? There we go. Oh yeah, that's way better. Here is our top row first rank I'm sorry final rank that's how the athletes placed at the end of the 2018 CrossFit Games first four rank so that's that's their rank after the courtathlon after that first day the rank delta I love that idea deltas they're so good it's it's so so much fun to think about deltas right the rank delta is the difference between where they ranked at the very end of the competition and where they were at the end of the first day of the competition. Obviously, you can understand what's happening the rest of the place there, name of the athlete, points involved in those first four events, and then their actual scores across the four events. A couple things to keep in mind here the reason why this information is useful in some way, shape, or form is that it generally gives us an idea. The athletes that are performing at the highest levels in CrossFit. How would they do if there were an event that was exclusively single modality tests? And, you know, I would say they'd probably do pretty well. If you look on the men's leaderboard here, which is what we're looking at, the tippy top, Matthew Fraser. Guess what? Guess who is in the lead after the first day of competition in 2018? Some guy named Matt Fraser. And guess who won the 2018 CrossFit Games? Some guy named Matt Fraser shocker shocker absolute shocker where there are some differences is where you get a little bit lower down into like the top 10 top 15 right lucas hogberg he would have been second at the end of day one instead of third overall cole sager third at the end of day one instead of seventh overall lucas esslinger fourth at the end of day one 17th overall adrian moonweiler fifth at the end of day one 16th overall velner sixth at the end of day one but second overall Fikowski, seventh at the end of day one, fourth overall. BKG, eighth at the end of day one, fifth overall. Willie George, ninth across the board. Ninth at the end of day one, ninth overall. And uh, finally, your last top 10, Frederick Agidius, 10th at the end of day one, 21st overall. So 20% 20% of your top 10 didn't move. In fact, they even matched up with their final ranking place, which is kind of surprising, but, you know, whatever. Uh, of the remaining eight athletes, five of them placed better only having to do single modality events than they did after doing a full days, many, many days' worth of CrossFit events. and uh, And three of them placed just slightly worse, just slightly worse doing single modality events than they did doing a whole weekend's worth of crossfit what does this tell us honestly it's not the most scientifically rigorous analysis in the world uh realistically what you're looking at here is if for example the crossfit games ended at the end of day one if it was just these these movements right And and DCC isn't doing exclusively single modality events. They're doing almost exclusively single modality events. There are going to be uh, CrossFit events in there, right? So it's like there are single modality events, there's a cut, and then there's a big, big CrossFit event, which they can do a whole bunch of different things. Like think of old school Pat Sherwood's Monster Mashes or um, the... Uh, the events that are going on at at Wadapalooza, the gauntlet type thing, right? You could do like an hour long workout that's actually four workouts or five workouts back to back to back and get a whole lot of fitness tested in there if they want to do that. I have no idea. Or they could just do Fran, who knows? But it's going to be something CrossFit, right? So this this isn't including any CrossFit events. I mean, I guess I could have grabbed the data from like one of the CrossFit workouts and and like just sprinkled it in there. But it's, it's not that important. The fact of the matter is, are the people that you expect to be near the top, near the top when you look at a testing methodology that does exclusively single modality events? On the men's side, absolutely. Matthew Fraser wins it. Um, you got your entire podium showing up there. Pat Valner in second place, Lucas Hogberg in third place, Brent Fikowski in fourth place, BKG in fifth place. Your top ten essentially is almost entirely represented there, right? Cole Sager's there; he was in seventh place. Willie George's there; he's in ninth place. A couple of specialists, Lucas and Adrian, a couple of specialists who did exceptionally well in one or two of the events. For example, Adrian won the bike race, the crit race. Lucas Esslinger won the marathon row. They they creep up into the top ten there. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but the fact that you're seeing the names that you expect to see in that space tells you that it's actually not that out of this world to do CrossFit testing like this. And I didn't ask specifically where they got the motivation to do it this way. I didn't ask them, Hey, are you, were you looking at the 2018 games? Were you thinking about what has happened in the past before? I didn't ask those questions because I didn't make this connection until after our conversation was over. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. And these guys are, are students of the game. They really enjoy CrossFit as a sport. They watch it. They follow it. They are obviously fans of it. They put on one of the biggest events that tests CrossFit in the world. They know what they're doing. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had actually looked at this and kind of taken a little bit of inspiration from this. But the fact that they're taking the model and turning into the entirety of their event, the, the whole sort of the crux of their event is this single modality, radically different way of testing fitness before getting into the CrossFit tests is, in my opinion, very, very interesting and very, very cool. I'm excited to see exactly how it goes. Now, if we look at the women's leaderboard, we see something really similar. The top 10, there's a couple of changes here, right? At the end of day one, Laura Horvath was actually in the lead by uh, 12 points ahead of Tia Claire Toomey. And again, this is just the the single modality stuff that's being tested, right? Um, Annie Thor's daughter, right behind them, Kara Saunders, Chrissy Aramo, Katrin Davizar, Maddie Sturt, Kristen Holta, E. Church, and uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, who actually had to drop out after um, these events. Like, I think after that first day of competition in 2018, that was her last day of competition because she broke her rib during the CrossFit total. So when you look at this top 10, we have one athlete who didn't move and was in the exact same spot, Kara Saunders, same spot at the end of day one as she was at the end of the entirety of the 2018 CrossFit Games. That's fourth place. We have the entire, uh, the, the entire podium represented. T Claire Toomey, Laura Horvath, and Katrin Davidsdottir are up there. Uh, A. Thorisdottir, who is in fifth, is also in there. Uh, we got Kristen Holta, who's in seventh, is also in there. You know, we have representation, Christy Aramo, who's in ninth, is also in there. So when you look to see, does single modality, does a wide breadth of single modality testing give us a good idea of who the fittest in a field are? The answer is undoubtedly yes. The answer is undoubtedly yes, because this is just one sort of like, you know, uh uh tangentially related way of doing testing, right? You could just do a whole bunch of CrossFit workouts. And we've seen some events succeed at that. In fact, we've seen more events this sanctional season than ever before completely get rid of the single modality events. We haven't seen very many of these sanctioned events do a one rep max. Or do just one thing that's involved, right? You're more likely to see just a running event, or just a rowing event, than you are to see just a weightlifting event. At least, I mean, I haven't looked at the numbers, but that's how it feels based off of the events that we've watched in the past, uh, in the past, you know, three months or four months of sanctioned events. You're just way more likely to see either super crossfitty couplets and triplets and chippers or something more, you know, if it's going to be single modality, it tends to be a conditioning piece as opposed to a weightlifting piece. The opposite was true last year. The opposite was true last year because last year it felt like every sanctional was doing a one or max snatch. So if you're competing at a bunch of sanctionals over and over again, you definitely would have hoped that that, you know, one or max snatch is something you've got in your back pocket because you're going to be maxing out every other weekend for seven months. So you know, I I I think there's been a little shift because of that, and I suspect, based off of how this event goes, based off of how the DCC's big changes do, uh, I suspect we're going to see other events kind of take their lead on this. Now, I'm sure there are a bunch of people uh, with questions but I also know that there are a whole bunch of people that joined in after we've already talked about this a little bit. So I'm going to go over it one more time very quickly here. And then I'm going to take a look at our, um, take a look at our, uh, YouTube comment section to see what questions we have. So the new format looks something like this four days of competition, December 6th. And then there's a long break over the seventh, eighth and ninth or so a three day break. And then the 10th, 11th and 12th, it's individual only 20 females, 20 males. 11 scored events, there's a cut after the 10th event, and each event will test one single discipline. These are those event types and event disciplines, biking, kettlebells, running, swimming, rowing, gymnastics, powerlifting, weightlifting, strongman, and CrossFit. There's a $700,000 prize pool that's up from 600K, and every finalist's flight, hotel, and food will be completely covered for the entirety of the event, plus and minus a day on each end. On top of that, each of the 10 events, if the first 10 events are going to pay out 10 grand for first place, five grand for second place and $2,500 for third place. And the overall finals are gonna be hundred grand for first place, 50 grand for second place and 25 grand for third place. That's huge, huge, huge stuff. Big differences, big changes that they're making. Um, there's a lot going on here. There are, uh, the, the qualifiers are, uh, let's see, I think I have it written down here somewhere. The qualifiers are going to be taking place. I'm not sure when they're going to be announced. However, it's going to be a total of six workouts. it's going to be split, uh, three events with an A and a B score each. And the submission date is going to be the first of June. So the events are all going to be, you know, the qualification is going to happen between now and the 1st of June, which means it is mid-March or early March right now. Yeah, it's early March. There is all of March, all of April, all of May. So within the next three months, the workouts are going to be, uh, uh, the, the signups are going to be opened up. The workouts are going to be released. And then finally, by the you know middle of June, after June 1st, when the submissions are closed, it's going to be locked up. So they're getting way ahead of the ball here. They're getting way ahead of the ball here. They're not using the open. They're not waiting until the CrossFit games. They're trying to get their qualifications done early. I think that's really smart because the caliber of athletes that are going to want to show up to this, they're going to want to be ready for something like the games and like the open without necessarily having to squeeze in another qualifier either between the games and the open or um, you know after the open before Dubai or whatever, right? So... Let's see if we can um, let's see if we can answer any questions in the YouTube comments. Now's the time for us to to get in on that action. Uh, let's see. Hello to everybody that is saying hello. Batman, what's up? Love your work. Wonder if the national champs will cause the games to be canceled due to coronavirus. The Arnold cancel the Arnold Classic was canceled because of international competitors, while all other sporting events went forward. So. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Arnold Classic yesterday. The entire expo was canceled. Uh, they didn't want to have a quarter million people running around, uh, sweaty and gross inside of a big expo hall. I can absolutely understand that. That makes a lot of uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, at the same time, based off of my conversations with people at HQ, I haven't heard any inclination that they're going to be canceling the CrossFit games. So if you're holding your breath for that one, maybe don't, but you know, if I hear anything, you guys will hear it first. Uh, that's, that's about all I got to say about that. Uh, let's see Blair Chapman. I hope the first Sunday is just kettlebells, just pure kettlebells. I don't know, man. Let's think about this. Um, why would you have a three day break? My guess is you're going to do something really big and gross that first day so people will need to recover. Uh, so what could that look like? I mean, it could look like something you know similar to day one from the 2018 games. I mean, that was a really big, really gross day. So potentially, it could be something big and gross. It could just be one event. I highly doubt it, but it, it, my guess is it's something big and gross. Uh, Emily Gurky. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I hope we're getting to why, because this is weird. You're absolutely correct this is weird. It's different. It's radically different. Did I say that enough times? It is radically different, folks. But I'm not sure it's that weird. You know, I had that comparison with the 2018 CrossFit Games day one. I think the math pans out to to prove that you can do something like this and still get the right people um, into generally the right placings. And this is an event that has absolutely been kind of on the fringes of what a testing or CrossFit event should and could look like for a very long time. I mean, this is the ninth year they're going to be doing this. For a lot of years, Dubai was the sort of winter CrossFit games. I mean, it was an event that was going to take place and basically test the shit out of every single one of their athletes. Just take them and beat them to dust because it was like five days long. they were doing 15 scored events. There was like three different swimming events. You had to clean a 200-pound kettlebell. Like, it was just wild, right? So they were already out on the fringe. And even when they became sanctioned, they understood sort of where they were supposed to sit. But... Their team their first year of team events were incredibly unorthodox, right? In my in my eyes, they didn't do a great job with their first year of team events. They really improved last year, but you know, it was really unorthodox. It's up to them to decide what they want to do in terms of their testing, but yeah, they've always been an event that was on the fringes, an event that was very much in the the forward push of what an what a CrossFit style competition can look like. They just happen to have the pockets deep enough to do different and wild and crazy things. And this, I asked them, why are you changing it? What is, the, what is the, the philosophy behind this? And to them, they were like, listen, we want to evolve what the sport looks like. We want to push the limits of the sport. We want to improve the testing methodology. And to me, whether or not they are successful, they're going to end up doing that because even if on the off chance, and this would be a really off chance, even if on the off chance, somehow the 2020 Dubai CrossFit Championship sucks. It's just awful. It just doesn't come together. I, I I can't imagine that happening because one thing they've really nailed over the past nine years is an individual competition. But let's say they it completely blows up in their face. They've changed the sport. They've absolutely evolved the sport. They've pushed the sport forward because they've shown people hey guys now we know what the limit is now we know what we can and can't do at least in this direction we have to we have to respect you know x y and z factors my guess is the actual end result of this is going to be the athletes are going to be super pumped about it because they're getting paid way more than they have been ever in the past and the events are going to be a new way of testing everybody involved so it's going to feel different and it's going to feel fresh and I think it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, if you think of some of the events that they have done exceptionally well, that have been really fun to watch that, um, the weight vested Dune 4k or 8k or whatever it was that they did last year, a couple years ago, acid bath is a lot of fun to watch. They've done weightlifting, uh, single modality events. that are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they've, they've always been sort of on the edge. They've always been sort of fringe and pushing things forward and pushing things in a different direction. I think it's really cool to see them kind of sort of change how the totality of testing gets done by changing the format of their individual event. I think that's a really cool thing. Uh, Let's see. Ben Sarah Ewing. God, I really hope I pronounced that correctly. Any chance they lose the sanction status over this? No. No. No, there isn't. Uh, CrossFit is very laissez-faire with how the events handle themselves. And I actually specifically asked. I was like, hey, guys, are you expecting to have any pushback from HQ? And they said, no, not at all. You know, They're very supportive of, of us iterating upon this and changing things how we see fit. Great. V-dope. V V-dope. Dope. 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 There you go. V-dope. dope I think that's a D if you look at it that way. Uh, Robert Klein, have them all back-to-back. Each gets its own score. When all done, it counts as CrossFit. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the OCR World Championships are in Abu Dhabi the 4th and 5th, so that's pretty cool. Timmy D, with uh, with some news. The OCR World Championships will be in Abu Dhabi the 4th and the 5th. Um, Let's see. Uh, Reza Painter, thinking exactly what I was thinking, which is... Uh, uh Bronislav Olenkovich a riaz painter sorry Bronislav Olenkovich can show up here and clean up nicely absolutely Brony's going to show up and probably make like 50 grand just by winning events you he he's a kettlebell guy he's a kettlebell guy he's a weightlifting guy he's definitely a powerlifting guy he's probably really really good at the strongman stuff and he's shockingly shockingly good at gymnastics so and if like the rowing or the biking event is a high power output thing yeah, he's gonna be fine. So yeah, he, Bronny is probably gonna qualify and make you know fifty grand just by just by doing well in the events individually. Uh, Michael Guest, it's great that we are starting to see prize money go up for the athletes at Sanctionals. I absolutely agree with you there, uh, Emily Gerke, uh Armin, do you know the people programming and playing this? Yes. Can you talk about them and their background? Just curious where this is coming from. So, uh, yes, I know them. I'm not as familiar with their history, like to kind of like dive into it super in depth, but I can tell you this, um, the event organizers for Dubai CrossFit championships are people who have been involved in the CrossFit space for a very long time. They've been on the cutting edge of both, uh, opening affiliates, running affiliates internationally. Not all the event organizers are from Dubai. Uh, in fact, uh, one of them is from Austin, Texas from where I live. So, you know, they're, they've had a ton of experience opening affiliates, running events um, in places all around the world, and then were brought on board to uh the Dubai, then Dubai Fitness Championships, now the Dubai CrossFit Championships, in order to create sort of like the top tier non-CrossFit Games CrossFit event. Uh, so they've had a lot of experience. They have a huge pool of very, very high level coaches and athletes who are local to Dubai that they can rely on and call on and talk to basically anybody that they reach out to in the space, you know, takes their phone call, answers their email because, you know, they have, they've proven that they walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Um, I don't see this as a situation where let's say, Uh, a new event, an event that hadn't existed prior to its sanctioning comes up out of the blue and begins really changing the games. I would maybe have a couple more questions in that situation. I would probably come to the same conclusion, especially after looking at the data with that first day of the 2018 CrossFit games. But I would have some questions about can the execution actually be pulled off? I don't have those questions with the DCC. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in their ability to pull off a very solid event. We've seen them do uh, really well you know, in the past. I, I do not suspect that's going to change um, now that the format is being uh, very radically changed uh, in their testing. Let's see. Keenan Kelsey, do I think the reason why they have athletes staying for a week is to do drug testing on day one and give time to DQ anyone who tests positive? I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they have a three-day gap in there. Uh, it is unusual. That's like that's one of the most unusual parts about this entire thing. In fact, it's almost more unusual that they have a one day on, three days off, three day on as their competition, as opposed to you know the 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 strangeness and the newness of the actual testing style. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they are, you know, sort of planning more stringent drug testing. That's always the plan with events like this that attract the type of athletes that it does attract you. Know, you get to see when a ton of athletes come together in one space for these events. Yeah, they, they tend to do a lot of testing just because it brings all those athletes together. I would be really surprised if they changed the format and the, the, the actual competition dates specifically for accommodation around testing. I would be really surprised about that, but I'm sure that is part of it. Uh Enrique says he wishes he was better at fitness. Yeah, actually it's funny you should say that. Uh when I mentioned this to Katie, she was she was asking me earlier, Hey, what are you gonna do your live stream on today? And I told her, Oh yeah, Dubai changes this total thing, and here are the changes, here's what they're paying out. And she immediately looked at me and said, What are you doing? Start exercising. You better start training right now. And I, I laughed, got a cramp because I'm so out of shape. And then when I caught my breath, I just sort of slumped away into the office so I could talk to you guys instead of having to work out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Blair Chapman, the qualifier is during the sanctional season. They're going to get busy competing. Absolutely, but I think it's a really good idea in order for them to uh, to actually get the caliber of athletes. They need to time the testing, um, the qualifying, in order to make sure it doesn't interfere with the top-end athletes, which is who they want to show up to this, and their competitive season. Uh, something something lifts, got here late. Were they not happy with how the event went this year? What's with the big change? Actually, it's the exact opposite. They were very happy with how the event went this year. Uh, they were they they felt like not only were they really happy with how to, how the event went, they felt like it was the best event that they had put on. it was it was a, a, a resounding success. It was huge for them. They think that the the 2019 version of the Dubai CrossFit Championships proved everything that they feel about their event, that it is on the cutting edge of what they do. It is one of the top tier events within the season. It is a big draw for the best and biggest athletes in the sport. And I agree with them. They are actually proactively making this change in order to continue evolving what they do and by Sort of osmosis, what happens in the rest of the space? Um, let's see. Oh, Victor Machado Reyes, did I check Papadopoulos's 58 second Isabel? Yeah, yeah, dude. What was that? Okay, so we talked about Eddie Hall's Isabel, you know, the 52nd Isabel, ridiculous, crazy, crazy fast, but in that same competition, there was an event that was Isabel, but every minute on the minute, it was like a five meter handstand walk. So starting at zero, you do a five meter handstand walk to your barbell and you start Isabel. And there was an athlete, Papadopoulos from uh, Greece, who actually was able to do his handstand walk and then finish Isabel within that first minute, 58 seconds. Mind boggling, blew my mind. That was crazy. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, I'll try and find the video and post it on Instagram somewhere. LF. Will Hunter McIntyre be competing in the games this year? If Hunter McIntyre wants to compete at the games this year, Hunter is going to have to win a sanctional. There's there's no other way that he's making it to the games. Uh, he's not getting an invite. He's not getting a wild card. It's not going to happen that way again. You know, he went out there. I think he did okay given the circumstances last year. I wish he had done better. It would have definitely backed up his shit talking a little bit more. But if he wants to make it to the games this year, he's going to have to go out there and actually win a spot. Do I think that's possible? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's possible. I think that there are a lot of sanctioned events remaining and Hunter is in very, very good shape. And if he can pick the right event have a good training camp going into it and stay focused around his actual end goal of being in a qualifying spot instead of just trying to talk a bunch of smack and beat a bunch of CrossFitters at one or two events. I think it's entirely possible that he actually earns a spot to the CrossFit Games via the Sanctionals, and that would be really crazy. Uh, Champions Harbor. We have a question regarding the release time events of events at Sanctionals. Do I feel withholding... What the workouts are just before the event starts hinders the athletes for the sake of the wow factor. Australia CC seems to be following this and the games did it for event one last year. Um, I don't know. It depends. It depends on the context here. That's a really good question. I think it's absolutely up to the events to make that decision. The fact of the matter is CrossFit has always relied on this like unknown and unknowable being a core foundational aspect of the sport and over the past few years it's been turned to 11 at the CrossFit Games. Now should every event try and mimic the CrossFit Games in that sense? Probably not. Probably not honestly. Um, I don't think that is the lesson that you should be taking from the games in terms of how to run your event. Can an event run that and do well? Yeah I think so. I think so. But at the end of the day, the sanctionals are a qualifier for the CrossFit Games. Your entire goal is to have the correct athlete make it through that gauntlet of events over the course of you know three days, two days, four days, whatever it happens to be, and have that athlete be selected in order to you know succeed at the CrossFit Games. And part of succeeding at the CrossFit Games is dealing with unknown and unknowable. Should the entire event run that way? No, I don't think so. Um, should it have some situations like that? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think having unknown events throughout the weekend is, is not a bad thing. Um, I would like to see events at least like the total number of events announced beforehand. I think it's important for the athletes to know, okay, how many points can I earn on what day, you know, it, it just gives you a little bit more data to have some more understanding of the stakes. It's really weird. I think that sometimes we have scored events showing up. You know, it might be one single timed event, but it's like multiple scored events. But the athletes had no idea, so they might not have the right mental preparation for it. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too easy on the athletes, but I think it would be cool to know generally how many points are available over the course of the weekend, um, or the or over the course of the competition. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Now that Isabel world record. Are on focus, maybe the single modality events may gather extra attention. Absolutely. Isabel is single modality. It's just weightlifting, but it's super crossfitty. Uh Shan Collins, isn't Braun the guy who touched and go 315 then did it with one leg? Yeah, so he finished off his last, he did a little like uh flamingo situation, like pulled his knee up. Um, and then let's see, no way they can test and disqualify athletes in three days, not even with the best lab in Dubai, which there is not. Yep, there you go. So uh, Victor Machado Reyes uh, bringing in some brutal logistics into uh, potentially you know the the fantasy of having really really fast aggressive drug testing occur. Um, yeah. Either way, folks, there you have it. The Dubai CrossFit Championships in 2020 are going to be radically different. Um, all those slides that I showed you earlier, uh, these guys right here. I'm going to post this up on Instagram uh, right after we're done here. So you can take a look at this. Um, Dubai, this is the official announcement. People, I'm sure, are going to be waiting like, oh, where's the official announcement? We haven't gotten the official announcement, John. I don't know why um, Paul McCartney or John Lennon are involved in this decision-making process, but you know, either way this is the official announcement you're going to see maybe something posted from dubai probably this video or some graphics similar to what i'm posting some sort of maybe written press release but this is it this is the announcement your qualifiers are going to be finished by june 1st it's going to be three workouts both all three of them are going to have a b portions those six scored events are going to decide who makes it to dubai Just as a reminder, again, because that is the entire point of this video, the new format is four days, December 6th, and then a three-day break, and then they're back at it, 10th, 11th, 12th. Only individuals, 20 females, 20 males, 11 scored events, one cut after event 10. Each event will test a single discipline, and those event types and disciplines are going to be biking, kettlebells, running, swimming, rowing, gymnastics, powerlifting, weightlifting, strongman, and CrossFit. There's a $700,000 prize pool. All the finalists will have their flights from anywhere in the world, their hotel and their food completely covered for the entirety of the event, plus and minus one day on each end. On top of that, every single one of the events are gonna pay out 10 grand for first, five grand for second, 2,500 for third. Those are for the first 10 events. And then the overall finalists are gonna receive $100,000 for the win, 50 grand for second place, and 25 grand for third place. It's big. It's bold. It's a huge change. I'm really, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I feel really proud that they you know, called me to ask me to tell people about this. I'm really excited about that, but I'm also really excited that we're seeing changes within the sport that are going to maybe, you know, reflect, uh, or be reflected in other events down the line. This is exactly where Dubai is um, as a top tier event in the space. They can and should be trying to push the envelope and evolve what it means to do this type of testing. And I think it's going to be really, really dope. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I think the athletes are going to be excited about it. I think if they pull it off well, the spectators are going to have the best show that they've ever seen out of Dubai. Um, it's just going to be a very, very cool event Um for everyone involved uh, and I have a lot of confidence that Dubai is actually going to be able to pull it off. So thank you so much everybody for watching. Really appreciate all of your support and all of your attention for this exclusive breaking news via my channel, Arm Hammer TV. Remember there's a whole lot going on in our sport. It's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. Like for example, I'm drinking water out of a milk jug labeled Nagi. Uh, Nagi. As in egg Nagi. There's even a little Santa hat on that cow. That's the type of content you're here for. I know it. And Katie knows it, which is why I think she keeps hoarding these glass bottles and jars. But if you like the content, please do me a favor, like the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel. For some reason, like multiple videos I've had in the past couple weeks have been demonetized by YouTube. One of them was with Matt as an interview with Matt Fraser. No clue why that got demonetized. The other one was last night's live stream about uh, coronavirus and events getting canceled. No clue why that got demonetized. That got demonetized before we even went live. So maybe it had something to do with having that coronavirus in the title. I have no idea. Seems like a really silly thing, but either way, all of your support means a lot to me. I really appreciate uh, hearing from you guys, seeing what you guys have to say about these different events. If you have something that you think is worth talking about, send it over to me. You can message it to me on Facebook, uh, you know, on my Arm & Hammer um, Facebook page or Instagram at Arm Hammer TV. All of those things work. If you want to support the channel, there's a whole lot of content that's coming out this is entirely supported based off of your views and your attention if you want to directly support it you can go to armandhammer.t slash support join up for a monthly membership we're talking 21 15 nine three dollars a month just a couple of cups of coffee a month you can send that my way directly and that will that will absolutely make a huge difference in keeping this train rolling and what types of content am I talking about well, my wife and I are traveling to multiple sanctioned events over the next few weeks. We're going to be in Montreal for the Atlas Games next week, where I'm going to be doing commentary on the live stream as well as you know recaps and stuff for you guys, the fans and the viewers. We could do some, you know, uh, a couple meet and greets there, maybe sell a little bit of merch if people are interested in being involved in that as well. I'll be at West Coast Classic as well with Katie to do you know coverage similar to what we did in Miami. Um, with recaps and previews and uh you know uh, just to take a look at what it feels like to be at the event overall guys i love that i get to do this the only way i get to do this is because you guys support me and the more you support me the more that this can improve and continue and honestly without you it's not possible so you know i i need all the help i can get to make it keep going either way folks really enjoyed talking to you guys today i hope you guys like this dubai thing if you don't tell me what you think. I'm curious. Like I said, I'm going to post all this stuff on Instagram. So that's a perfect place for us to have this conversation. Once again, really appreciate it. And I will see you guys very, very, very soon. Later.